just a smidgen. All right, all right. Welcome back to another episode of Solo Mom in It. This is Bree, and I thank you for joining. This is another real late night, y'all, like a late night. And <laughs> as usual, I'm always going to tear up this intro, but I am back for another episode. I hope you enjoyed the last one, uh, Monday Motivation. And while this is supposed to be a Thursday night, I'm going to tell y'all the truth. This is a Friday night, and this is what solo mom and it looks like. You spend the night hanging out with your kid, having dinner, watching movies, and <laughs> then you put them to bed at almost 11 o'clock. And then you have to wait a few minutes to make sure they're really asleep before you start recording. So yeah, um, solemn mom in it. <laughs> All right, uh, this episode is going to be um, about where's the community. As usual, topics are going to vary, things are going to be random, and it is a late night, so this is what we do. Anyways, jump right into it. Solemn mom in it is a um, podcast <laughs> I am tired, y'all. Like, I'm really tired. Solo Mom and It is a podcast where we talk about solo and co-parent issues. I identify as a solo parent as I am doing it all by myself. Um, everything. And we just kind of identify how we are making it through our daily lives, navigating and figuring out the intricacies of parenting and just finding solutions along the way, right? And we're figuring this out together. And Ironically, I wanted to talk about where's the community. So as a solo parent or as a co-parent, what happened to that community that we had when we were kids, right? So that was the topic I picked for tonight. Hopefully my son does not get up. We have been having some interesting nights. So yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's jump right into it. So when I thought about the whole idea of where's the community, the basis came from when I was a kid and my mom and my father, my mother and father divorced when I was almost three. Well, right after I turned three because he left and my mom, he left my mother with three kids. And in the midst of that, she had to figure out how she was going to be a 20 something year old woman. And she was in her early 20s with three kids, a soon-to-be ex-husband, and she had to navigate that. And thank God that she had a community of daycare, grandparents, aunties, uncles, stuff like that, to kind of help her through that. And I feel like the older we've gotten, the more disconnected we've got from our community. And I'm trying to identify what happened you know, like what happened to us not being able to call on grandma and granddaddy and what happened to us not being able to call on a partner. And I mean, I know there was very there's varying instances because you see um, even in the 60s, there were a lot of solo moms. There were so, single dads and things like that. But I feel like more so now than ever, there is a smaller and smaller community when it comes to people needing or wanting the help to raise their children. So it's like, like, even for me, I don't have a lot of people I can call if I wanted to go out and just have a solo mommy night 
maybe go out to a bar or maybe go out to um, a lounge or something or meet somebody or even like if I wanted to take a weekend like if I wanted to take a break as a solo parent I don't have that community that says I see you doing this day in and day out you need some time you need a moment you need a breather I got you and so I wanted to be that community again. So in my my girlfriends who are solo parents or who are co-parenting, I became that community for them. So there are instances where my friends needed to work and I'm like, girl, just drop them off. Like, we'll figure it out. And if it meant food, like I'm paying, buying food or she's buying food for all of us. But we are a community. Well, I was a community for her to say that you have a resource that you can tap in into that's going to help you raise your children that's going to be there that's going to protect them that's going to discipline them that's in a healthy way that's going to keep them on the straight and narrow and just protect them when you're not there to do it I'm gonna apologize because if y'all hear my (laughs) central air going on and off it was cool today but then it got really warm in my house and so I was like I just need to cool down my house for a bit So, yeah, it's random, but I just know, like, those background sounds, they do something to me. So, I'm like, oh, I hope no one hears this on my podcast. (laughs) But anyways, it's like, I wanted to be that community for my sister friends because there it doesn't exist for me all the time. And so, as my son is getting older... I am finding more people who are like, yeah, I I can help you now that he's potty trained. Oh, yeah, sure. I can help you now that he's almost pseudo independent. (laughs) You know, he's fake independent. He can kind of get his own stuff. He can go get his own snacks or he can sit down and, you know, be bothered by himself for a few (laughs) minutes at a time. And I just got to randomly check on him. Like, hey, what you doing? And it just seems like the older he gets and the less work that's required, that's when people want to step in but when the, there's that work that's required people are like eh, nah, I'm really willing to help you and that's funny to me because it kind of shows where we are at as a people it shows where we are at as a society that we are not willing to put in work anymore in the instance that it takes or in the place that it takes to help raise a raise a family raise children and that whole idea of it takes a village is for real because it is a lot of work that goes into raising a child. You know, I got to stop every few minutes. Sorry, y'all. Cars, kid. This is solo mom in it, right? <laughs> but um, there, that community, that village idea of it takes a village to raise a child, that village was there to discipline little Johnny. That village was there to feed little Johnny, to make sure little Johnny wasn't skipping school. That village was there for that. And now we so, so scared to talk to one of the, somebody else's kids because, oh, they going to be mad if I say something to them. But if I don't say something to them, they're going to, I'm doing them a disservice. Now they child growing up bad as hell because I had an opportunity to say, you shouldn't be doing that. And I didn't feel comfortable saying you shouldn't be doing that because I didn't feel like that was my place because we lost that community. We lost that. And I'm just afraid that my son is going to grow up in a world where people are less and less willing to be that community for someone. And what does that look like for us? What, what does it really look like? 
you know, I came across a post on Instagram, a very popular family, um, black family in Brooklyn, and they were talking about the cost of childcare. <laughs> and y'all, that is something that's near and dear to my heart because trust me, third of my income go to childcare. <laughs> And I don't like it. <laughs> so I was like, um, they were talking about how in Brooklyn, it was going to cost them almost upwards of $4,000 a month, $4,000 a month to send their kids to daycare. That is insane. Insane. Who in their right mind is saying, I got four grand a month. That is somebody working a full <laughs> two jobs to pay for childcare. It's it's crazy. And then it was funny because he went on to say this dad was talking and he was like, you know, me and my wife, well, although we may work from home, we still needed a break. We were trying to find a way to get the kids out of the house while we were trying to get work done, things accomplished. And then they were able to be someplace safe and then we can go get them. So we have a break in our lives. And I'm like, totally understand that. But he said at the expense of what they were asking for, we can't swing it because that's going to mean the difference between us eating or living to make sure that our kids are someplace safe. And then he went on to say that what happened to the old lady at the end of the block who only wanted a couple hundred dollars a month to watch all your kids. And, you know, you brought food every once in a while, but she kept the neighborhood kids. And he was like, you could drop her, drop the kids off there. Yeah, you know, her son just got home from jail, but he wasn't going to hurt none of the kids. He wasn't going to touch them because he was going to protect them and make sure ain't nobody mess with them. And it was just like, that was a really true. It was funny. And, you know, he tried to make it light and joking. And it was funny because I was like, yo, where is she? <laughs> where did she go? What happened to being a, and you know, like it changed in the nineties. I'll say that because I know my mom was like, um, no, you're not going over nobody's house. No, you're not sitting with none of your friends. You can sit in the house with your grandparents. You can sit in the house with your brother and sisters. You can sit in the house with the dog. <laughs> but, um, th at the same time, we were able to roam our community and I could say, I'm going to Amanda's house and, or I'm going to the little Johnny's house. I'm going to so-and-so's house on the block. I don't know none of these kids and we don't even talk to our neighbors. We don't like, I know my neighbors where I live now, but honestly, I could not say that I know my, I, I couldn't say that I know my neighbors well enough that I would let my son like, Hey, can you keep my son for a moment while I run to the grocery store? Hey, could you watch my son for an hour while I try to do something in my house? I don't have anybody like that. And be, probably because I don't know if I trust them. And it's that community that we need to get back to or finding that community in a group of people that we can trust to help us. We've lost that sense of trust because now we're so concerned that somebody's going to hurt us. Somebody's going to take advantage of us. Somebody's going to do something to us or we are afraid that the cost is going to outweigh the benefit. Because one of the things that we that happens I got to be careful because I'm <laughs> slipping on my chair too. One of the things that happens in the cost outweighing the benefit is that sometimes people come into our lives and they'll say, yes, I'll help you, but it's going to cost you this. Whether it's your time, your money, your energy, that is way more than the benefit that you're getting from having them help you with your child. 
And this is real. Because y'all know I'm always going to be honest. But there was a, um, I was going to counseling at one point a few years ago, trying to work through my um, postpartum depression, working through some issues that I had. And counseling is not a bad thing. It is very much a good thing. And I was really trying to understand like, what is going on with me? And I just remember my counselor asking me, how long are you going to put up with these certain people? I won't talk say who they were. How long are you going to put up with these people in your life and being in your life? And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, well, this person seems to be a taker and they take way more than you get in return. But you are so desperate to keep this person in your life for what? So they can keep taking from you. You can keep feeling empty after you've dealt with them. You can keep pouring out yourself for them to be around. And what do you how do you get filled up? What what fills you up? Well, I mean, I know they're happy and I know that I was able to help them. But how are you filled up being around them? Do they provide you emotion, uh, you know, beneficial words of encouragement? Are they, you know, giving you something in return? Because it seems like you just have a leech. And so I was like, OK, I take that. Then she said, how long are you going to have this babysitter around or this glorified babysitter? that you got to pay for with your body. And I'm like, well, that's just disrespectful. (laughs) But, you know, she really pointed it out that I had people in my life that while it seemed nice to have a partner, but for watching my son for an hour while I went to the store and I was still working, (laughs) Not mind you, this wasn't like you were keeping my child so I could take a nap or you were keeping my child so I could, you know, just relax. It was keeping my child so I can accomplish other things for my household. So she said, how long are you going to keep getting such a minimal return? And you're giving so much of yourself. You go buy food, you cook, you clean up, and then you give your body away to this person. For what? For an hour of babysitting, for an hour of them vacuuming your floor and most for five, ten minutes of that. So you gave up your time and your energy to somebody again and again for an hour's worth of effort from them. It don't cost them nothing. It cost them nothing. It didn't cost, you know, some of the friends, some of the people that I was welcoming into my life. The cost of them being there outweighed the benefit. And so I got to the point where I didn't want that anymore. I didn't want them. I didn't want that. I didn't want any of that energy and because it wasn't beneficial for me. And it definitely wasn't beneficial for my son. So the thing is, we have to find a community where the benefits and the costs are equal. And I look at some of my sister friends and, I, and I'll even look at some of my guy friends. And I'm not knocking any of the men who support me in my life at all. I have some really great people in my life who um, the ones who are still here are such a great asset. And I'm very cognizant of who they are and who they are to me and who they are to my son. And it's truly, truly a godsend. But I look at them and I realize that, yo, the benefits in these relationships are equal to the cost that I put into them. 
So the time that I spend calling, the time that I spend checking in, the time that I spend pouring in, if there is a need there, I'm going to show up. If there's an ask there, I'm going to show up. If there's a time or any effort that is required of me, I'm going to put in because they're going to show up for me too. They're going to show up. I've had one of my guy friends stand in, I, I say stand in the gap, but show up for my son on Father Day, Father's Day event or Father's Day opportunity. So my son is not the only guy without a man present. And he likes doing that. And he gets joy out of that. And he's like, I get to do that. And I'm so happy. And I'm grateful that I have somebody like that, a friend, I have my brother, my grandfather, who's not always available to do it, but I have men there to, that are able to do that. And that friendship has benefits and the cost does not outweigh it. I don't have to pay him with my body. I don't have to pay him with, you know, financial gifts. I don't have to pay him all the time. Sometimes I can say, hey, you know what? I know you didn't cook. I cooked some extra food. I'll pack it up. So like, I can send it home with you. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, that's dope. I appreciate that. And my girlfriends, I have girlfriends that'll call me and say, Brie, I really need somebody to pick up my kids today. I know this is a lot because you got to come. Don't worry about it. And then she'll send me a love offering and say, I sent you, you know, I sent you $20. I transferred you $20. I know it's not a lot, but I really want to say thank you. <laughs> Bad. That's just, that's gas, girl. <laughs> it's just little things we have to remember. Do the cost outweigh the benefits of people in our lives when it comes to the village that we have chosen to help raise our children as solo and co-parents we have enough cost we don't need anything extra and I heard a really sad story where a young lady told me that at one point with her son's father or yeah she had one child I was like I was trying to make sure she only had one um but and I shared the story because it's so relevant but she said at one point when the relationship was deteriorating, she realized that she was giving her body to a man just so he could help her with her kids. And I was like, thank God I never had to do that. I would rather sell my blood <laughs> plasma. I would rather do some very suspect things. <laughs> Then have to sleep with somebody to help me with my kids. Sorry, I'm checking to see if the little one got out of bed. It's it's a struggle, but it's <laughs> that idea, and I'm not laughing. It's just so it was so heartbreaking because I could hear her, the pain in her voice, the the scarcity that she was coming from the scared place that she was coming from because she said, I didn't have it. I didn't have it. And I told somebody just tonight, um, I was talking to a guy friend of mine and he said, so you mean to tell me that you were down and out, you were in a broke house, you were poor, blah, blah, blah. You wouldn't call, you know, if a man said I can help take care of you and your kid. And, you know, I said the cost what it's going to cost me to be with that man is not a price that I'm willing to pay. I'm not. I'm not. I might have to move in with my sister and be like, you know what? It's about to be uncomfortable for a little while, but 
Can I stay here till I get back on my feet or move in with my grandparents? Can I stay here till I get back on my feet? I'm going to have to sell some things. I'm going to downsize. It's going to have to be a whole lot of shit for me to lose in my life before I ever subject myself to saying I'm willing to sacrifice my body, my integrity, my dignity to be with somebody to pay for my lifestyle. And then my child is watching me. My son is watching me. If I had a daughter, my daughter is watching me. And you know what she's going to think? I can sell myself. I can subject myself to sex or violence or some type of emotional and mental or physical abuse. So kids waking up. I'm going to subject myself to all types of abuse in order to be with someone. And it's not worth it. It's not. And I really apologize for all the interruptions, guys. But this is what late nights look like. Now that I have my little equipment set up, it's not like I can move around a lot. <laughs> it's in one stationary space. So uh, apologies throughout <laughs> for this um, podcast tonight. And I'm going to end this one in a second. But it's it's going back to this. We need to be able, we need to be able to find our community, our community of people who we can trust, our community of friends that we can trust, family who are consistent and able. And we don't abuse it, right? We don't abuse it. What my suggestion would be, you find that community of people and let For instance, I have a girlfriend. She's like, I love your son. If you ever need me, let me know. I'll call her. I say, hey, I need you. And she'll say, oh, I was really planning on doing this. No problem. I'll figure it out. And not begging. And you're not pleading unless you really, really need it. Just determine when you really need it. And use your needs, not your wants. So I want to go out, but I don't need to. But if I need to go to work and my son is sick, listen, I wouldn't ask you if I really needed this. But I don't know what you're doing today, grandparents. I don't know what you're doing today, friend. But are you able to keep my son for a couple hours while I go to work? And then I'll come get him by this time because I'll negotiate something with my employer. Or I'll negotiate someone something with someone else. You got to figure it out. And I know that firsthand, especially me about to travel um, to Paris in a couple of days. And I know this will be the first trip that I've been away from my son for a long time in a while. And um, when I went to Mexico, I was away from him for only about four days tops. But I'll be away from him on this trip for almost seven days. And... <laughs> I just hope old boy is not going to cuss me out when he like, uh, B, I, you left me in school and you came back a week later. Like, um, no. <laughs> so it's just all those things. It's determining <clears throat> when our wants and our needs are so that we can use people appropriately. And then when we get that help, give something that they need. And by giving something that they need, a lot of times, like one of my, another friend, not a great cook, or don't, they don't have the time. How about I cook for you? Or can I exchange a few meals for you? Can I teach you some things? Or can I just be here to help you out in the space that you need help, right? 
we have to show up for people in the way that they need us and not the way that we want to show up for them. And even like my friend, when she kept her kids and I picked them up, she sent me $20. It wasn't a lot. Um, In her opinion, it was a lot for me because I was like, you didn't have to do that. I was okay. But then I said, that's helpful because it's $20. I'll re-put back into my tank. I'll put back into my tank. So when I need to go get them again, I've got, you know, a few tanks from before and then I got a few tanks in the future and I think a a few gallons in the future. And I just think about that because those are little things where she said, I don't know if you can, um, I don't know if you need this, but in the event that you need this for something, maybe groceries, maybe something that I took away that that little bit of time and I can give this back to you. I was like, cool. And it's always, it's just those things that making sure that we show up for our community and thank them for the gifts that they give us. But we have to be able to find people that we trust and then let our guard down. Our children are very are 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 very close to us and very sacred. That's what I was thinking of. They're very sacred gifts. But we still have to let our guard down because we are still human too. And we are going to be so wound tight. We're going to be so stressed out that we're not going to be any good individuals to our children or to our new partners or to our our work colleagues, to our church family or friends or whatever. You're not going to be good to anybody else if you are no good for yourself. You're tired, you're sick, anything like that. So just take that into consideration. And I really want, I know I kind of drag this one out, but I always do. Let's just remember that your community is just people who are there to help you. People who should be there. And we need to find that again. We need to start more nonprofits. That's one of my goals is to start a nonprofit for before and after school care for children. A need where it's not based on how much you're going to pay me. It's just you need it. Kids need a place to go after school. Parents shouldn't have to be, oh, my kid get off school at 3.30, so I need to leave work by 3.30, and I need to be at work by 7 a.m. It's just it's so stressful. If you find a place where your kid can go until 6 o'clock or 8 o'clock, if you got to work late, it, here it is. And I'm not asking you for no money. I'm asking you to contribute where you can, to volunteer, to pour into this thing. Because we need a community. We need a space again. Black, white, Latina, um, Arab, Indian, everybody. We need a place where our children can go, where they are treated well. They're fed. They're protected. They're safe. They're learning. They're growing as people. We need that. We really need that. So that's that's kind of it. That's my rant for tonight. And I'm sorry. It is so late. I didn't have any wine. I'm just trying to detox and, and getting prepared for my trip. So I'm really trying to take it easy. So I've just been like just kind of focused on getting ready for my trip mentally and physically and emotionally because I know it's going to be a lot for my son. And it'll also be a lot for me because I'm, I don't like being away from him like that. So anyways, that's why I need to make sure that my community is there to show him the love that I would if I were there. So, yeah. Some of my thoughts, my Thursday night thoughts that 
<laughs> really poured over into Friday. I do have another topic. I'm probably going to record early for next week. So if you do follow on a regular basis, know that next week's episodes are going to be one of next week's episodes is going to be recorded on um, Monday. And I might record on Tuesday because I won't be recording on Thursday. Um, and I might send just clips from Paris. Paris. Bonjour, salut, all of that good stuff. Bon, bon <laughs> all that fun stuff. So, anyways, if you don't follow me on social media, follow me at ab underscore writes all correct spelling w r i t e s a l l on Instagram or at Bree Lately b r e l a t e l y or just come check me out on my website www.singlemomstuff.blog. I am always available to answer questions hear questions, compliments, complaints, concerns, um, contradictions, whatever else you could think of. But I appreciate you for listening. If you um, want to reach out or join an episode, just let me know. If you have any ideas, I'm always here for that as well. And I just appreciate everyone for joining once again. And again, thanks. Have a good night, y'all. Peace.